We all have areas in our life we might feel stuck or overwhelmed. So join me, Jenna Zint, habit coach, teacher, and follower of Jesus as we go after little bits of better by building offensively small habits that create big impact. This is the Habit Lab Podcast. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a good Christmas and a good Christmas and I had a good birthday. Um, I, I did actually walk a whole marathon on my birthday, or I did it a couple days before. I had friends join me for different rounds. Um, there's nine girls who jo- joined me throughout the day. I walked from seven to like 2.30. No, yeah, 7 a.m. to 2.30. This is so long. But it actually did not feel long because it felt every hour and a half I got new friends and it was like deep, it was like going to back-to-back coffees with your friends, but it's it was moving, which would be my favorite. It was it was awesome. And I'm also floored that our body, like my body could do that. I actually, I stretched a bit. And I definitely had some carbs. I ate some sandwiches while walking um, and electrolytes and water and all the things. But I was like, wow, our bodies are amazing. I can't believe I could do this. Um, yeah, so that was so fun. We also have it. My next round of Habit Lab Mastery Class is coming up. It starts, registration opens January 3rd. You should totally do it for me. Skip slash ditch New Year's resolutions and come learn how to make lasting habits. Our f- online class is going to start the 26th of January, 23rd. Oh, I forget. It's the Tuesday. I should have looked that up before I talk. Every time I do this, I'm like, I should have looked this up. And then uh, it's going to go through March 26th. So I think it's the 23rd of January to the 26th of March. And it is... um what's the word? It's Tuesdays, 9.30 to 11 a.m. online. And this is um, a testimony from an alumni, Joelle. She actually took the class a year ago and she just texted me on my birthday and I was like, this is so great. So I thought I'd read it to you. Recently, a friend came over to help me wrap gifts for my kids and for my family. And she said, wow, your house is so clean. I told her that it was the influence from your class, the reason that my house is clean. My organization and cleanliness has become a part of my life due to Habit Lab I took last January. My brother recently came to visit and he said the way that we keep our house is nothing like he would have imagined his sister would keep her house. He asked a lot of questions about Habit Lab and he was very impressed. Anyways, thanks again a thousand times over. I feel so much free, more free to live life with habits that serve me and my family. I was like, yay. And that was actually just a birthday text. It was from a friend who did the class too. So um yeah, but you should totally do the class. It's going to be awesome. You can go to thehabitlab.org on January 3rd to sign up, or right now you could just join the wait list and I'll get you the info when we open. Either way works. So this habit or this podcast episode is actually going to be around the habits um, for receiving. <laughs> and yes, they kind of go hand in hand. Last episode was habits for generosity. But um, the interesting part, like I think I talked about, is that we had a really tight season. So in my tight season, we're still, we're not fully out of it. We're not as tight as we were, but we're not back to where we were just comfortably <laughs> living. Um, but in that season of learning how to be more creative with my generosity, I actually had to majorly learn how to receive. So kind of habits of receiving is what I'm going to title this because there'd be different points that people would want to give us or gift us things. And I had to grow in this area. And I don't think I would have thought that I would need to grow. Like it just kind of seems like receiving would be intuitive, I guess. Um, But I would get triggered. I think one 
It was one thing when I was receiving because it was just out of their overflow of love, but it, it was another thing to receive when we actually had a need and people were meeting a need. And I, um, and then two, I live like I kind of talk about our lives. I never talk about anything we're going through so that people would respond, if that makes sense. Um, and I actually felt from the Lord when we we're in that tight season that I was meant to be honest and vulnerable on Instagram and just with friends um, about how tight our season was because I felt like the Lord was like, when the test, when you get your breakthrough, the testimony isn't going to lack teeth if they don't, if they didn't see you while you were in the pain. They won't, it's like they won't experience the goodness of the turnaround if they don't know the before, if they see just the after. And then, so I did, I started talking about it. And then a couple times people, sent money after things I would say, and it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's probably where I started learning how to receive because um, one friend, I would not receive her, like she cashed out me some money and I was like, no, no, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. But um, that's not why I posted and I appreciate it. And she was like, why do you think I'm sending this? And I was like, well, you saw my post and you probably wanted to help us. And she was like, no, Jesus and I were talking and I felt moved to give. She was like, if you, you're, if you don't receive this one, you're assuming that you are able to control me when I can control me. Like I'm an adult and I can control myself Two, You're assuming that I wouldn't understand or be able to read your motives if you were trying to manipulate me or get something like out of me. And then three, you're going to block my blessing if you don't and not allow me to be obedient when I feel like the Lord is telling me to do something. And it was just that was such a truth slap when she, when we were when I got her text, I had to sit in a minute because I was like, "Do I believe these things?" And when I was like unpacking this idea of um, people, like I can let people read my character or read my words and decide for themselves what they're going to do. Like I'm actually not able to control someone, and how quickly that shame narrative, like I must have done something wrong. That was actually, I think that was one of the big things I realized is how often when I was receiving, my instinct wasn't gratitude. It was, I must have done something wrong that they're giving this to me. I spoke too much or told them like something, somehow I forced this out of them rather than their free will. And then to the concept of like blocking their blessing, like if they feel like the Lord was telling them and I'm choosing to not receive it. I'm actually being like almost like a stumbling block in their obedience. And I, it was just, I just had to sit on it for a while and it wasn't a ton of money, but I, um, I felt really convicted by her words and I was like, okay. So then at various points when people would send money, okay, it was just occasional. It's not like it happened all the time or something. I, um, I recognized how vulnerable it felt, especially it was funny when I was processing this with the Lord about receiving and how uncomfortable it was. I realized that I would have been, I told the Lord once, I was like, I would have been, it would have been so easy if I was receiving from people who I didn't know if it was anonymous or if they didn't know some element of our situation. But knowing those three, like, is it you or is it me oversharing or me manipulating them? And I just got so I realized how much easier and I felt like the Lord was like, yeah, I know it would have been easier if it was anonymous or someone who didn't know. And he was like, but you wouldn't get to work out these things in your character and the like triggers that you have over receiving if those were the case. And he was just realizing like that wasn't the full, that wouldn't be the fullness of the lesson he wanted me to learn in receiving. 
So I, um, it was funny because in it, every time someone gave me something, I would get so uncomfortable and triggered. And it, one, it actually grew more empathy in me for when people are like when, when I'm giving, because again, we had been in that spot where we'd be able to bless people or know a need and help meet a need. And they would, a lot of people respond how I was responding, like uncomfortable or no, 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 or I didn't mean that, or I wasn't asking you or whatever. And I would just kind of plow ahead. Like, of course I know, but not tender. And then having now been in the opposite seat where I'm receiving, I'm going to be so much kinder. And I have like, we've gotten to do a few times and compassionate to know how uncomfortable it can be to receive from someone who knows you and knows your need and is choosing to give you. And I think that I, the awareness of like to not be cavalier about it and just be kind and gracious, it doesn't mean I'm going to change my mind, but know how triggering or uncomfortable or vulnerable it can feel to receive was like a whole new awareness to me. I thought people were just being silly, but then being on the flip side, I was like, oh, nope, all of these things are firing in me. So um, yeah, I really had to work on that and then be okay when people we knew were part of the solution for us and helping meet our need. And um, it was funny because in that season, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this like bless, more blessed to give than it is receive. I was like, maybe because it's less uncomfortable. <laughs> it's way easier to be the giver than it is the receiver, especially when there's need. I was like, that scripture, uh, I think, I don't know if that's scripture, guys. I need to look that up. <laughs> Whether that's just a expression or a proverb, it could be a proverb, TBD. Um, I'd never had thought of it in those terms before. I was like, oh, like I think I'd always thought of a gift being awesome and it feels so good to get. But the, really the component of when it's a need and someone you know, I was like, this is harder. So now I've actually, when I receive, when someone gives me something, I now realize that I, I must feel like I'm going to get flooded with some low level triggers. Oh, I'm probably going to feel insecure. Oh, I'm probably going to be a little bit of shame. Oh, I'm probably going to instantly think, was I bad? Did I do and retrace all my words and thoughts and then check my own heart motives to make sure. But instead of spiraling externally, I've gotten better to the spot of like knowing that's what's going to happen. And even like, I think the more you experience like your patterns, they don't throw you like they do. It's like almost when you know there's a speed bump or a big dip in a road, like your home road and there's a big pothole, you either go around it or you go slow. So you don't knock your car out of alignment or like fly into it. I think the more awareness you get with certain patterns, you can be cautious and handle it accordingly. So it's like, I still feel it, but I'm like, oh, actually, I felt like the upgrade for me in this lesson of like around habits of receiving was to be able to process it and just receive with a grateful heart. Maybe I'm going to have to unpack stuff from Jesus with Jesus a little later, like all the emotions I felt, but instead of doing them at the person who was giving me or giving me whatever they were giving me, actually just say thank you. Like I literally would get frozen with like, what's my role? How do I let them know that I wasn't trying to manipulate them, that I feel a lot of gratitude. Is this Jesus? You can take it back if you want to, because maybe it wasn't, and maybe we most misunderstood it. How about you just return this, you know, return to sender. But actually, instead of doing all that, it robs them of the experience of gratitude that I'm going to ultimately land in. So it's almost like I feel that less, like all those triggers and receiving, but I do still feel it. And knowing that I could process that later with Jesus and instead be present in this moment and just express the gratitude that I know I'm going to eventually land on and be so grateful that um, they, them, their generosity 
they're either hearing the Lord, wherever it was motivated, just actually be present in the moment and not miss it <laughs> and actually just receive with a grateful heart and not go through all the things that I used to do. It's like changed. It's really been a dramatic shift for me, even if I still feel the things. But it's funny because now I'm like, I watch other people do it when I like give them like, oh, yep, you're triggering just like I trigger. <laughs> wow, it's crazy how how uncomfortable it can be to receive. Um, so that being said, the reason this whole um, test, this podcast, one of the inspirations, not just because it's the other half of generosity habits, is that um, we found out like two weeks ago that we had a really large tax bill. We It's kind of a long story. We did not pay taxes. We weren't behind or anything like that. But they amended some from 2020 because of some small business credits we got um, when I had my turbans for tots. And then all of a sudden we got a $10,000 about two weeks ago tax bill. And I was overwhelmed and I was instantly flooded with anxiousness and fear. And um, one of the things that I tried to do, speaking of receiving, is like when the Lord does something significant in my life, I try to make a little momentum of it. So whether it's like an expression or a picture or like something like right now for this season, my my car, um, we got a new car this summer. And I instead of putting my reindeer ears on like I have in the past or my reindeer nose, I actually put a red bow on it because my car represents some of the promises and like um, the goodness of the Lord in this season of reaping when things have shifted a bit for us. So every time I saw the red bow, it was actually like this little act of remembrance for me because it's so easy to like just go on and forget. So actually in the receiving, I want to have these little um, almost like what are they? I can't remember in the Old Testament, do they call them altars? You know, like when by the after they walked through the Red Sea and they had built the stone memorial, like those kind of moments. So um, a year ago, the Lord came through for us in a really big way. And when he did, I specifically went to the ATM when that money hit the bank and I printed out a balance and I like kind of laminated it with some tape and I wrote, he's a man of his word because that was like a breakthrough we've been believing for, for like a year and a half. And it's crazy. All these details of how it went to be, it was just so divine and so cool in Jesus. So instantly when we got, that was a year ago, we got this tax bill and I was anxious. It was probably like 10 hours into it. The Lord was like, how quickly you forgot that lesson from when you received last year of my goodness. And like, did you forget, like, are you not full of faith that I could come through again, like for that bigger balance that was due? And now I could come through for a smaller one. And I, I was like, oh, so I specifically went back out and got my momentum because I'd taken it off where it had been after like probably six months. And I went and put it back up and I was like, no, I'm going to actually choose to engage with the same amount of faith that he can take care of this like he did before because he's the same God. And as I was processing, it's so interesting to me how often like this for me specifically, like shame around receiving kind of comes up. So maybe it looks different because obviously receiving can be so different in different f facets. But for this, I was like, oh, we should have known somehow that this bill was going to be here or you came through in such a way we should have saved enough, which it would have been a lot to save from that what we got the last time, to have been prepared. Like there was this level of we don't deserve. I realized when I actually spent some time in process with the Lord, I was like, oh, I feel like I don't deserve you coming through for us because we've already received in such a big way that I almost feel like it's a bad steward that we're here again. And it was so interesting. So I repented. I don't think we did anything major, but this idea of like, oh, I can always keep a clean slate. And I just do this and I chatted through some things on my heart. Um, and then the um, someone sent us 
$500 for our family for Christmas out of the blue. And I was like, oh my gosh. And one of my friends who I know is also a small business owner waiting for some of their breakthrough. I just texted her and I was like, I feel like it's the first fruit. And I wanted to give you some, like a testimony for your breakthrough too, because we were praying for them. And then um, two days later, someone sent us $10,000. They completely paid off our tax bill. And I, like we're saying, instantly was triggered with all the emotions. Cause I mean, before this, anything we had, I've been talking about receiving was definitely under like $200. So, um, to have a 10, someone give you $10,000, I was like flooded with all the same triggers, but they were way bigger now because it was bigger. But I knew that I was about to talk to this person and I wanted to, like I said, I'd made that habit of processing my triggers so that I could be in the space to just like reflect the gratitude I'd know I'd get to. So I called a few friends until someone picked up. And then I talked through my friend, Michelle, I was like, talk me through this. This is what I'm feeling, blah, blah, blah. And she just spoke so much truth to the, the shame and the different accusations or lies or twisted things that get in your head. And I felt I got to regulation so much quicker. I hung up with her. I prayed and connected with the Holy Spirit. And then when I got on the phone with the person who had gifted it to us, I was able just to actually, I felt so grateful that I had learned these habits and this like pattern with my, like when I'm receiving so that I could then show up and I was able to actually cry. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen like, I don't know, Ellen DeGeneres or Oprah, some of the, sorry, those are controversial names I know, but I'm just speaking a big talk show host who generously gives. You know how there are some people when they get given a ton, they don't, they don't give you the reaction you're looking for. And there's some people who just instantly give you the best overwhelmed, joy-filled, tearful reaction. I now have this realization of like, oh, I'm, they were probably some of the ones who don't give you and you're confused. You're like, I get it now. I get all the triggers you were probably feeling that prohibited you from feeling gratitude in the moment. Um, but you, you definitely got there, I'm sure. So then when I got on the phone with the person who gave it to me, I was able to show up like was authentic because I had made a habit of processing all the things that I'm flooded with so that I could get to gratitude and the blessing and the awareness. And we had this sweet moment connecting together about it. And then just the Lord, and they got to tell me all the backstory where this person um, was woken up that morning and the Lord, they have their own tax bill and the Lord told them debts paid off. If you sow into the Zens by paying off theirs, I will provide in ways for yours. Like, um, and like it was supposed to be the act of like an offering anyways, to unlock some of her breakthrough too. And it was just so beautiful being able to hear what was behind it and the Lord's like thought behind it. But I would not have been able to do that if I hadn't processed all the things that I had felt before. I would not have been, I would have been on the phone, but not present emotionally because I would have been flooded with all my triggers and all the things that, so I just felt so grateful that I had learned enough to be able to, when it was the biggest and potentially most overwhelming be able to show up how I wanted to show up. So I wanted to specifically share that. I, I got permission from the anonymous person <laughs> to share with this of this testimony because I really feel like we're not alone, our family, in believing for breakthrough. And I felt like there was something on this word. So whoever is listening out there, I felt when I went back to the Lord um, processing this generous gift, one of the things I had prayed about before we had gotten our breakthrough, before the person had given us the money, I was like, Jesus, if this is, if we're here again, because this is a lesson that I didn't learn the first time or we didn't learn the first time, like, I don't need this to be a quick fix. I feel teary. I just was like, I actually care more about growing this part of my character 
and leaning into this lesson as long as it takes. Um, so I'm not praying. I'm not asking you for a quick fix. I know your goodness will come through. I just want to actually learn what you have for me to learn here. So then fast forward when I got off the phone and we'd gotten given the money, I was like, Jesus, what the heck? I told you you could take your time. Where was last year, by, by the way, though, I was like, come now, come two days ago. Why aren't you here, Jesus? Where's the money? You know, it was so funny. And I was like, what? This time I was like, take your time. And you did it instantly. Like, what, what in the world? And I felt like the Lord was like, oh, it's because this time I want you to learn grace. I wanted you to learn the message. Like, I'm really going after my own life, getting out of self-sufficiency. And that's probably been some of what having to receive has really revealed in me how I feel like I can take, I can receive what I earned. But beyond that, and he was like, that's the, a worker's perspective. That is not a daughter's perspective. And for this, uh, for you now, I wanted you to learn what it feels like to maybe not, you know, maybe have made some missteps, but shame doesn't change or your mistakes don't change who I am as a father. And this lesson was about grace and it's undeserved and it was quicker and instant. And that's what you're supposed to get. Like, this is daughtership. This is what this is about. This is un- a daughter who is connected to a dad who has limitless resources and is full of grace. And I was like, just so overwhelmed. So I just pray for you guys. I'm not praying a timeline, but I just pray for you would get your hopes up. And I felt like specifically to remind you guys that what the Lord has done has come through in different points, even specifically with um, finances or provision, get your hopes up, make a momentum or remind yourself, keep it in front of yourself, what he's done before. And when you're praying or like thinking about what you're like that debt or that need you have, instead of like, almost like begging, I think, I think we're supposed to look at it from this point of like, oh, my faith in your character, you have not changed. You are the same when you did this that you are today and your provision is perfect. And this is I will not let fear worry me about timeline or quantity or have I done something to not deserve anyone who's in that thought process like I was too, like who hasn't, who doesn't deserve a breakthrough because maybe on some level, this is a consequence of actions or inactions. (laughs) I just pray that you would remember who your, your dad is when you're receiving and then just, um, yeah, so that's it. Those are my habits around receiving now be so much more gracious to those who you're giving to, especially if you know them and they're friends and you're helping to meet a need. They probably are flooded with a lot of different emotions. And if you're that person who's receiving, ask yourself, like, can you be present and full of gratitude and process your triggers later? You know? Um, yeah. So I hope you guys have a great 2024. We will chat in the new year. 